0: I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. We're the guys from that film studio, and this is our latest review Knock at the Cabin.
1: Written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan, Knock at the Cabin is the apocalyptic psychological horror film based on the 2018 novel, The Cabin at the End of the World by Paul G. Tremblay. The movie is in cinemas now, but if you haven't watched Knock at the Cabin yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review we will be talking spoilers.
0: Before we get into it, make sure you subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find us, and feel free to leave us a review.
1: And follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as that Film Stew Podcast.
0: So Luke, what is Knock at the Cabin about?
1: While vacationing at a remote cabin, a young girl and her parents are taken hostage by four armed strangers who demand that the family make an unthinkable choice to avert the apocalypse. With limited access to the outside world, the family must decide what they believe before all is lost.
0: Interesting premise. I mean, M. Night Shyamalan has a, you know, besides his whole, the whole shtick with the, like with the twists, most of his movies end in a twist. He, you know, usually with his writing, whether he's writing or like he, someone's writing for it, like there's usually a pretty cool premise to his movie. There's something interesting and unique about his horror film that he's presenting. And this isn't, um, this is no exemption, like no exception that that's what we're getting here. These people, these four people, approach this cab isolated cabin hey to to prevent the apocalypse one of you needs to voluntarily be killed by the rest of your family Will you do it and it's sort of the the risk of like you know if you don't do it you'll survive but you'll live the rest of your lives alone in an empty world everyone else will be dead
1: well for as long as the world is around, but the world will soon end for you as well. But that's essentially you'll be, yeah, it'll just be you and and your family. Everyone else dies. Yeah, I mean that that's it. I mean, all his films have a hook. Now, when I was looking into it, I think this is the first film since after Earth, the Will Smith, Jaden Smith film, where he shared the writer's credit with somebody. All his other films. It's him. Like we know that himself finances his films. Like The Visit is the movie he came back with all those years ago, and for the most part, I've been liking you know all of his films. The the interesting. So with that in mind, trailers, anything, I look away. I don't watch. I, I don't want to see. I don't want to see anything. I want to I wait until I'm watching the film, and then yeah, I mean just the way. That he shot this film was interesting. I mean, the Universal logo at the beginning is the like the old what was it like the the nineties Universal logo? Like it wasn't the cover yeah, one. Yeah. Why
0: was that? Because usually there's a reason why a certain one is is picked. If but I'll tell you, is there there is,
1: there's, in, there's, there is oh, a reason. Is. So this well, this film, um, <laughs> it was shot on. 35 millimeter film, so it wasn't digital. It did the same thing for old in 2021, and it gives it that different look. So the opening with that 90s, I think it's 90s, Universal logo, and then the way the film is actually shot. So he's shooting it on film and not digital, and then just the way that he's framing things as well. Like you, you just everything is just claustrophobic, even though it's outdoors. So already. You don't feel like you're watching just another film. Okay, so this is gonna be something very different. And then you've got the young girl when outside. Her parents are at the other side of the cabin. And Batista turns up as Leonard. And he's the first of the four. And then, of course, you know, Rupert Grint, he rocks up as Redmond. And as the, the other two, we've got Adrian, um, was it Sabrina? Like they, they were all four of the the characters are there and as i'm watching it, i'm thinking do you know what batista's doing a lot of the heavy lifting here because <laughs> he's got most of the dialogue a lot of the shots are focused on him but he is one of four and then they they are the threat and it all unravels but it's just it's so interesting isn't it because leonard says to Wen, like i want to be your friend like bad things are going to happen i have to do these things but we can be friends and then you've got these characters who are they're conflicted and you can more so from Batista but again like he just seems to be getting a lot more screen time like his character doesn't want to be doing the things that he's doing like I mean this film gets very violent but it often cuts away it doesn't you know what's happening no, it, it it see, always cuts away it always yeah, cuts the away. violence is about to happen you hear it. I mean, you, you do see that bar fight. You see what's happening there, but in the cabin, yeah, it's always it's always cutting away. You know the bar fight. You got Grins yeah, character.
0: No, I even even in in that scene, it literally it you don't see
1: what happens, and that's what keeps
0: things ambiguous because you're like, who was that? I'm like, is it him? Is it he has a he has a ginger beard?
1: Well, <laughs> they show you the consequence mask. though. You show you know the bag, oh, you put no, the I'm... masks on, the blood. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely. I'm taking that as a design choice over a a rating that the certificate is going for.
0: Creative choice. And it allows us to use our imagination and be like, they don't have to film a guy getting like an axe thing through the head. We can visualize that ourselves and we have to do the work. And that's not a bad thing. It's sometimes that less is more. Leave it to your imagination. It's still implied. You still feel the effects of it, but you don't have to have a gritty. But look, when we first meet um, uh, Batista's character and he shows up, and like he said, you don't know what's happening here. Like, he's being very friendly to this little girl. Automatically, you're thinking he's a predator. He's, he, you know, he's going to hurt her. He's, 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 you know, he's a very, very, very bad man. You're thinking all these things, and he's saying things. Like, I want to be your friend. And it's just like, yeah, no, that's super creepy. Like you're a creepy dude. Stop it! What is happening here? Then these other people rock up. They've all got weapons. Holy shit! What's happening? It's a home invasion movie. But then, because these characters, like, I mean, we've seen situations like home invasion movies before, where we've got characters and it's like obviously the threats there. They'll start using violence. Things will escalate. In this movie, what these characters do. They're like, the violence from the, it doesn't escalate. If anything, it's creepy and weird. And then once they're in the house, it's a case of, okay, we need to clean up, help you guys, heal you, fix you. Uh, what do you need? Besides being tied up, let us explain we're really nice people and they're overly friendly. And, again, like, that creates a creepy space scenario i think as the movie keeps going it's like i oh know but like they're genuinely trying to be nice but, i mean rupert grint's character obviously a little bit more aggressive than the others but it's uh i don't know it adds it just creates questions and creates this weird just situation and you're unsure of what's happening
1: that's it. it's also
0: very different and fresh yeah. and you're like wow like and that's what's great about this you're getting something new from this horror movie you're getting a home invasion movie that isn't like any other home invasion movie
1: twists and turns twists <laughs> <I'm not Shyamalan. laughs> but it, it just it casts so much doubt like one of the so you've got the two dads one of them is injured the thing is concussed and and he's like is he buying into it because of his injury, and then it just it plays with you, and then they're showing what's happening on the news. And it's like, is it live? Is it pre-recorded? You know what's really like happening here. And then it's like, do they really believe what they're what they're saying is happening? But then when a decision's not made, and one by one they're killing themselves, and you're like, oh, they, it just it it plays like- with it plays with your mind.
0: The other, the other dad, that's not concussed and potentially suffering through some sort of traumatic brain damage, you know, he's giving very sound, logical reasons for how, what we're seeing and being presented with, might be a hoax, a scam, or something. Or these people might genuinely believe what they think they're doing is right, but their delusion f- for some reason or or, or whatnot. The broadcasts on the television are pre-recorded. They've been loaded to the television. Like, there's all there's all summary. The as as good as that is because you're playing a bit of back and forth of like, all right, where do I sit with it? I do feel like because the movie is presenting such a strong counter to the like the original premise question, you can't help but think, okay, well, obviously, like it is real because the movie wouldn't be giving us such concrete sound advice that it you know that this is a hoax and it's a scam for it to then you couldn't see this movie ending with it being like oh yeah no that that dad was right the whole time so you you kind of uh, at least with me i like i was like okay well it obviously is actually happening because they wouldn't be pushing the other angle so hard
1: yeah yeah and then yeah and then it is revealed to be really happening but you see you know planes falling from the sky and you know all you know, across the world, the earthquakes. But I, be, I missed it. It was exciting
0: to get a small disaster movie inside this little horror. Film. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, a very, part yeah, of it's,
1: it's a very different approach to an end of the world like disaster movie. But I missed it. But someone pointed out to me that when Leonard, Zipatista's Batista's character, before he takes his own life, you see in the in the sky in the distance. A plane falling. So that's like confirming that. Oh no, no, it really is happening before Batista takes his life. I think for me, I didn't. It was after oh, Batista because, had killed himself. and everything
0: else we, everything else we had was seen on TV.
1: Was, it was being oh, said, oh, yeah, but you actually and see yeah, and that before, plane was the yep, first actual and it's falling. Before Leonard killed himself, and then it's revealed that yeah, the whole thing was really happening. And then, you know, they're said to be the four horsemen of the apocalypse, or they've been assigned that the mantle.
0: Yeah, like this movie doesn't have like a big like this is the twist. I mean, there's the reveal that obviously everything is real and happening, but I guess the reveal the, the other major reveal is the the thing where it's like, okay, like yeah, they represent the four horsemen of the apocalypse so you've got like the nurturing one and the the other ones i don't know what they all are but it was sort of like when when that was sort of presented this is how it felt i was like oh okay cool <laughs> that's sort of it. it wasn't like oh man my mind's blown it was just like okay yeah I, like i see what they've done there very creative cool and i was content with it <laughs> it was it was sort of like all right
1: you know, when when watching it and, and walking out of the screening, I always started thinking, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I really don't know. And I was thinking to thinking back to like recent uh, M night films, like you know, the Visit Split. And it was like it was an immediate like, oh wow, that was great. Like that was, that was great, you know, yeah. that was really good old i didn't see at the movies i waited to watch that at home but that was okay um not one of his best recent ones but this i just i thought i I don't i don't know (laughs) see yes i got back from from watching knock at the cabin and my wife's like how was it i was fine like it was you know it wasn't bad like it was it was fine and yeah it, it,
0: it was it really was like that it was you know i was i was fairly engrossed throughout the whole time and obviously the, there's the tension and the creepiness of it and it's great i did feel like i feel like a lot of the flashbacks seem sort of redundant like yeah we got to see some things but then we would have scenes with the characters re- referencing and talking about what's actually happening in those flashbacks that it's sort of like we're not really we didn't learn anything new from the flashbacks we just got to see stuff and i feel like th- those flashbacks maybe they stretched the time of the film out to, like, a proper feature length kind of thing. But I feel like the the flashbacks kept killing the momentum of all the tension that was building. Like, that claustrophobic feeling and the creepiness and, like, the feeling trapped and it's just like, okay, what's happening next? That kept getting interrupted because suddenly we were out in the real world and, like, you know, watching, you know, like, the, the two guys, you know, with one of... There's one of their parents, you know like having that interaction and then it's like an open street, and then it's like you know they're they're in China or wherever they are, adopting the kid, and it's just like again, a very big, open kind of set it it broke that momentum of tension and and yeah, and then I think overall by the end of it, when I walked out of the movie, I was sort of like, look, that movie was fine, but I kind of felt annoyed that I'd gone to the cinema to watch it like you know sometimes you walk out of a movie just like look that was that was fine and I'm you know I'm glad to have watched it Did I really need to see that on the big screen maybe that could have been one for one for at home and I I had that feeling when I left the the movies and I was like again not necessarily a bad movie or anything like I did enjoy it but it's just like yeah that could I could have waited for that
1: before we rate it because I feel like you are (laughs) I feel like you made it already. (laughs) We should just mention the fact that, like all his movies, M Night Shyamalan does appear. He cast himself (laughs) in his own film. Uh, he plays an infomercial host. So there you go. He's always popping up. Do you know what I think with
0: chicken or something? Is he cooking a
1: chicken? (laughs) I think my favorite cameo of his it was the village, and you only saw his face in the reflection of the glass i liked that one yeah because that one was, was that was a that was a cool little cameo because that's yeah. what it is it gives him a cameo i
0: was thinking in the, like when this movie started and i was like oh how is he gonna kill you know he's gonna do it i'm like how's he gonna cameo on this one because at that point i was like oh, i don't know if they're actually gonna go away from the cabin and i was like is he gonna like rock up at the cabin like dropping off like an uber or
1: something <laughs> Actually, with the flashbacks, it did help. That helped like fuel the doubt, though, because you've got Eric who's saying, "I recognise Redmond." Mm. You know, he's using a different alias. I want to see his driver's license. I think he's the guy who attacks me in a bar. And then you've got Leonard who sometimes works in a bar, and it's like, ah, oh, is this all like one big setup? And yeah, but uh, yeah, they did probably go a bit too hard. On the, on the, because you want to be in the cabin. Like, <laughs> that's the, that's what you'd seen in the trailer. Then all the posters, the cabin, the mystery. Oh, we're going to leave the mystery. But yeah, he did add to it. Um, but there we but go. I
0: feel like even the stuff like, was that just a coincidence that he was the guy that attacked him at Papa? Like, or was there some sort of divine. Well, that's the thing. It, it, sort of and, my
1: takeaway yeah. is that everything that happens is by design. Like these people had met previously, didn't necessarily realise there's all these different moving parts. This person recognises this person, but not the other. And they all ended up at this same cabin. They had the shared the shared
0: visions and the things that drew them to where they needed to be and on their mission and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, crazy. I've got to say, a little bit disappointing that Rupert Grint was the first one to... To go. I mean he was not in the movie for very long um and I feel like you know with yeah. him being a little bit more aggressive than the other ones and I feel like we could have had a bit more of an entertaining kind of like his approach to to how to handle the situation we could have, could have got a bit yeah. more from him yeah. i
1: was I was surprised that he yeah that he wasn't in or he didn't stick around longer I mean he does have an m night connection uh servant, servant? the yeah, apple yeah. TV plus uh, TV show. I think one of the other actors as an M Night connection as well, but I'm blanking on who it is and what project it was. So, anyway, but back to Rupert Excellent. Grint. No, <laughs> let's, let's just ignore. I said that. Back to Rupert Grint. I think a lot of people are going to be surprised by him in this if they just know him from the Harry Potter films, because Rupert yeah. Grint like. Daniel Radcliffe is making really interesting choices and he's a good actor like he really he's good the things that I've seen him in like he couldn't be any further away from Ron Weasley but yeah he's good in this I think if people like oh it's it's Ron from Harry Potter I'll see that film they're gonna get a very different performance from him and not much (laughs) yeah yeah you don't watch it for him because you'll be disappointed because he doesn't stick around
0: well, look, definitely, Dave Bautista is. I mean, he's he's the center of this. He's the mentor.
1: Oh, absolutely! And what got him I mean, noticed by M Night was his performance in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. That was the yeah, true, that was the yeah. film that M Night was thought, that before you know or
0: after when he was he played. Was he Odd Job? Was it Odd Job? Or was that like a
1: rumor when he was in? Nah, Bond no, Club? he was a different character. In it was Spectre, wasn't it? Yeah. Different was character? That uh no, that would have been after. I think that was after 2029. Okay, sure. Ah, oh, we're always doing the live research on the spot. <laughs> oh, you could have covered <laughs> for me. <laughs> Spectre. Oh no! Spectre came out in 2015.
0: There we go. Anyway, and 2029 um, was like 2018, 19, or something, I'm guessing. It was 17. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, right. close. There we go. But <laughs> sure. it was Blade when twenty forty nine that that got M Night wanting to cast Batista in this film. Yeah. Um,
0: oh look, you know, final note the 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 little girl who plays when Kristen Kyli like, I mean, just to make the the premise all the more sick and twisted, like yeah, this young girl and she's obviously involved in this. Like this thing that's been proposed to this family, where it's like one of you. I mean, obviously, like she was never the one of the options to be the one that they kill. But you know, like just having having her as a character involved in it added to the whole, you know, the tension. You, you put a kid into this situation, and obviously it, it heightens everything. Um, but her her little performance, she was doing like pretty decent. I always mention like when a kid actor doesn't annoy me always always a plus um and then when you do get to the eventual you know even though we've praised all you know like Dave Bautista doing his thing but you've got the two you know you've got the the two dads um Jonathan Groff who plays Eric and Ben Aldridge who's Andrew I can't remember which one's which but they're, they're like they're obviously like their relationship is a focus of you know the film as well like they eventually get at odds that they different you know opinions of what's going on you get to you jump to the end of the movie and you know the decision's made um and you know like we have a volunteer the one with the concussion is like you know like i'm at peace with this like i believe that this is really happening i'm at peace i'm happy to go it's gonna be me and it's you know it's kind of like I felt if the ending was very reminiscent of like something like *The Mist*, and if you haven't seen the, is it *The Mist*? The one with *The Mist* Thomas
1: guy. Jane, the yeah, yeah adapted from Stephen King. That's horrendous. Yeah, that ending.
0: Without, in case whoever's listening hasn't seen *The Mist*, but like the ending of the movie where it's just like, Oh, yeah, it's kind of, kind of, uh, you know, depressing. <laughs> it's like, this movie sort of had that, you know, like you have the the dad and his daughter now just sitting in the car. I mean, it was kind of like the exchange with like the turning the music on and off. It it was a very interesting sort of just like back and forth there. Where it's like is this appropriate to try and be happy in this moment or not? And it's like yeah, let's do it. Let's not. And I don't know. Yeah. And then it's just a sort of a
1: bittersweet kind of ending. Weird feeling, yeah. but that's the movie. <laughs> yeah, just to um, just to say, Jonathan Groff as Eric, he's the concussed dad. Um, oh, very good. Very ben good. Aldridge as Andrew, he's the dad that survives at the end. with have when
0: you always go the extra mile there. I appreciate that. And on that shall we do our rating?
1: It's an interesting one because as I was watching it, the twists and turns, I was along for the ride. Um, Batista, as Leonard, was fantastic I and mean, is such a large presence. And I thought he did a really, <laughs> really good job. I mean, just the opening when he is taking the flower or giving the flower when he's that, that brief interaction with Wen at the beginning and obviously she's so small and he's large. I don't know, just that, yeah there's things that are, that are working there are but again as soon as it ended, I was a bit like, oh, so that's what it, that's what was happening i mean i have I have said to people that it is worth watching i i have I've literally recommended it um but it, it's it's a lesser M night film um from recent years, but I'm going to come in at a three and a five
0: yeah you know I'm I mean I think I already said how I felt like the all the tension just kept getting interrupted so anything I was sort of feeling early on just kept sort of diminishing and I was kind of just getting annoyed at it there's some good scenes and look overall this is a pretty enjoyable movie like it's one I'd probably watch again again I just can't help like the best way to summarize it is yeah when i finished watching the movie i was sort of like look that was fine did we really need to pay the you know you know the exorbitant ticket prices to go watch that at a cinema probably not i very much could have watched this as like something on streaming or you know eventually eventually when it came to streaming or, or or whatnot um Look, it's worth watching, but again, is it worth watching on the big screen and forking out and buying popcorn and all that kind of rubbish? Like, nah. And that kind of annoyed me. So, <laughs> I guess on that, uh, I'm with you there. Like a three out of five. Like it's good, but it's not really anything too special. But there's some good stuff in there. There's good stuff. And I guess that'll do it. That's it for our review of Knock at the Cabin. If you haven't already, check out our other shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics. Each of those shows also have their own Facebook pages.
1: If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantumania and stay tuned for our upcoming review of Cocaine Bear. Second most anticipated movie of the
0: year. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait um you've been listening to Jason and you've been listening to Luke we're the guys from that film Stu see you soon